Hey, it's Nikki. Welcome back to Gut Plus Science Healthcare, where we feature people-first leaders impacting the healthcare industry. They're building workplaces where employees experience meaning, and we love to highlight them. My guest today is Australia Parker, Chief Human Resources Officer at Satellite Health. Australia is passionate about a cause or a leadership trait that she will be sharing today, and I'm so excited to share her with you. Estrella, welcome to the show. I'm fired up about this topic because we're talking about one of my core values, inspiration. And you picked the topic, not me. So that's cool. Uh, Share your passion and leadership dedication to inspiration being a top priority for leadership, especially when it comes to engaging the healthcare workforce. Yes. This is something I really experienced in my time here at Satellite Healthcare Being in healthcare is really about a human-to-human service and a human-to-human connection. And our company also really prides itself in humanizing dialysis. We take care of very vulnerable patients at the end stage of their renal disease. And a lot of them talk about being defined by their disease and not wanting that kind of experience because at the end of the day, they are human beings. So part of what I know about the time that we've had here and leading our people through that vision and mission we have of taking care of patients living with kidney disease is to really understand that as human beings, we are not doing things. We are actually doing things because they're meaningful to us. And so that is what inspiration is really about. And in the modern workplace, we're so driven by technology and we're getting pinged all the time and everyone has learned how to be productive. It's really important to inspire people so that their whole being shows up in the situations they're in at work. And that's how you get innovation. And that's how you get service that is really meaningful. I love that. And I'd love to dig in a little bit on this meaning arena. I'm a big believer in meaningful work produces meaningful life. And I'd love for you to just share a little bit when it comes to meaningful patient experiences or meaningful employee experiences. How are you inspiring that? Or how is the leadership team inspiring that? First of all, if you just look at some of the things that we've done, a lot of what we've done is really listen to our patients and listen to our people. And much of what I've learned is by doing that hardcore listening. And what's interesting is when you listen to people, they may show up differently, but there's a core theme. And a lot of those themes are what connects us as human beings. So it's really important, like I said, to start with listening. And when you're listening, you give space to that person you're listening to. And sometimes we listen through surveys, right? And so one of the things that we do is really pay attention to what people are saying, what our patients are saying, et cetera. And when you couple that with what you know the organization is about, the mission that we have, the values that we have, it becomes then a task of making sure that we connect that 
We connect the meaning of what they're doing, the meaning of their role, the meaning of the situation to what matters to them and to what matters to the organization. And that's where it becomes an inspired experience. It's really inspiring for me to go visit our clinics and talk to our patients and watch our people interact with our patients. And oftentimes I find that the job of the leader is to just say, look what just happened. Look when, you know, Mr. So-and-so who was complaining about how his seat was uncomfortable and all of that, and you brought him a pillow. You, you didn't have to do that, but you did, right? So these kinds of moments are the things that inspire people really to remember that they're taking care of patients. So I wrote down, listening creates meaningful experiences. And as you were talking, I was just thinking about examples of just myself as a patient or family member inside the healthcare arena, when I'm talking to someone at my bedside and share something that I'm passionate about and they come back with, you know, like a joke in the realm of something we were talking about a couple hours before, or, you know, something that I had shared about my dog. And then they're like, Oh, I wanted to show you a picture of my dog. Right. They heard me and coming back to make just my maybe anxiety of being there better because they know that that's something that is meaningful to me. And then on the flip side with employees, we think about like what drives employees. So one area would be like the purpose of the work that they do. And when we take time to help tie the mission of our business to, you know, the purpose work that they are sought out to do as a human, just those listening techniques. And it's like, I don't think in the hundreds of shows that we've done, I've ever wrote that down. Listening creates meaningful experiences. Just very powerful. So, and it's really helpful to now go to this next question I want to ask. I like to get to the roots of topics and passions of people on the show. So how do you suggest talking to other leaders that are listening? We lay the foundation to create a platform of inspiration in our workplace. So what I would suggest is, again, create the core of understanding that inspiration is driven by human-to-human connection. And typically, we connect by listening, hearing, and seeing each other. So when I use the word listening, I do mean not just listening with your ears, but really with all your sensory experiences, right? And that's what we have to teach our managers to do, our employees to do as they work with their patients or with each other. And then we also have to learn how to create moments of appreciation and recognition when those are done right and done well. The other level of listening that is done and have to be um, reinforced as well is what I would consider systemic listening. So that would be across the organization as you look at different communities, different roles, different uh, segments that you are also continually gathering that information and that data and responding to them and then seeking feedback from the responses that you're getting because that creates the dynamic of being being seen, felt, and heard and that uh, the, the behaviors and the work that we're doing together are in service of those things that we have heard or talked about. 
So the elements for me is that listening happens in every level and in every way. Appreciation happens for when the magic is seen from that listening and then creating the space for people to also reflect on all the things that they've heard, all the things that they've done and responded to and how that creates a better place or a better situation for everyone. And you touched on this a little bit, but I want to go down this path of, you know, a little deeper on systems, but also as with anything, our managers or our team leads are the ones that make things stick. So I think the ones leading the team members and then the systems that we have in place are just so key. Talk about the role of the manager in being a steward to inspire team members. Yes. So, you know, the difference with the platform that I talked about is it's almost, yes, it is a system, right? And it, it triggers us as managers or architects of the workplace. But the reality about inspiration is that it's fully felt. So it's when you are actually experiencing a different level of energy. In fact, when I looked up the definition of the word inspiration, it means we are mentally stimulated to feel something or do something, especially when that doing is something creative. So managers, an emotion doesn't always happen with just mental stimulation, right? So uh, even though emotions are triggered from, you know, our brain, but the reality is when we think about mental things or intellectual things, it's, it's sort of flat. So managers are the ones that they're, they're basically the leaders of their teams and they tend to be the ones to represent that human connection between someone who works and the rest of the organization. So as managers, they have to be the primary communicators, experience architects for workers to be able to connect fully as human beings and create meaning around the work that they're doing so that it is inspiring for them. And part of the jobs uh, of managers, inspiring managers and leaders is to understand their each individual person in their team, because each of us are motivated in different ways. And in fact, I believe that each of us may be motivated in different ways at different times. And so managers as stewards of that have to be aware of everything that's going on with that person and with their work environment so that they can continue to create that that inspiring way to think about the work that has to be done. So we both know that inspiration can't sustain without the right energy to power it. Authentic in energy at least, right? We can't pour from an empty cup. So we've got to be filling our cup and, you know, put this in the well-being or wellness practices that are very needed now, very much needed now. What are your thoughts on wellness practices to keep that energy up speaking to the leaders that are listening? Yeah. You know, I always tell, and this is the framework that we have actually at Satellite in terms of how we think about uh, leadership and management. We say it starts with you. 
you can't teach something you don't know. You can't ask people you to do things you wouldn't do yourself. So you have to start, first of all, understanding again that you are a human being. You have many different needs. You have a body you have to take care of. You have, you have, you're part of a social system in your family, in your community. And those are part of what sustains you and your energy. So if you know that, and if you know how to do those things for yourself, you can also know how to be sensitive to it with others and to provide the space, the encouragement or feedback sometimes for others to do it. We have gotten into situations at our work where our people are so inspired to do what it takes to help to just do whatever to take care of our patients. And literally, sometimes we do see them burning out and they will refuse to not take off time. And sometimes our managers are the ones who say, you are taking time off <laughs> and uh, and just schedule them out. And then they come back and are very grateful for that. But if the manager themselves aren't sensitive enough to understand that that is exactly what the person needs, that can't happen because it requires their own support, right? To say, okay, even though I'm short staffed, this particular person really needs time off. And, you know, you might even encourage them on what to do with that time off, give them ideas, because if you really listen to them and know what they care about, you can give them really good ideas and tell them what they might want to do at that time. Such great reminders. And here's my reminder to leaders, everyone listening, and I'm speaking to myself too, really take time off, like disconnect. We all have to do it. And just today, I'm I'm planning a trip here in a couple of weeks. And uh, there's a very exciting meeting that hit my calendar on one of the days I'm off. And I went to my my partner and I said to him, I was like, okay, so this meeting just got booked. It'd be 10 o'clock California time. I wonder, should I just keep it on there? And we both looked at each other and we're like, no, you know, like even though it's exciting, even though I'm so inspired to do that work, I had to tell myself no. And I've gotten so much better at that. I used to, I love working and it's always just been in my DNA. And I realized, you know, a few years back, it's like very unhealthy to, to be on vacation and also working because not only is it not good for my health, I'm illustrating that to others. And it's just, so anyway, that's my reminder to everyone listening and to myself. And I can't wait for my next trip. I'm really taking time off. So thank you for that. (laughs) Good for you. Good for you. And you hit on something very important there. The biggest gift we can give others is to show them that it's okay because you're doing it yourself. I'm like you when I take time off and I wasn't that way always in my younger years because I just thought I was superhuman and I learned I wasn't. So now when I take take time off, I really tell everyone I am not checking email. So if there's something that is really critical, yes, I'm here for you, but you have to text me with the secret password code word that really says I have to go in and check or call. And I usually, I make it a little fun. I give them a password, say like when I went to Costa Rica one time, I said, okay, the password is too kind. <laughs> so we make, we make fun of it. That's great. What a great tip. 
Really good. So Estrella, you were talking about this vibrant inspiration that you see at Satellite sometimes. Can you share a story or just illustrate what it looks like just seeing your teams or your leaders, like just illustrating that inspiration so we can get a feel? There was a really, really touching story that happened when the pandemic first hit. So we, we had to open units that took care of COVID positive patients. And of course, this was early in the pandemic and a lot of people were really, really scared about it. And we could not, we did not want to assign people to staff those units. We wanted to encourage volunteers, but people were not signing up. And even though we knew our people are highly, highly caring people, they were afraid. And so one of our managers and many of our managers are nurses took it upon himself to say, I will be the first to sign up for this, like off his role, off his shift to sign up for it. And he wanted to do it because he wanted to show people, Hey, it's okay. We've thought through this. There are procedures that we've put in place and I trust our procedures and I will do it. I will be the first to take care of the first COVID positive patient we're going to see. And he wrote a very nice letter, like a letter to all the nurses at Satellite that reminded them of the oath that they took and why he did it and why it's important and why that patient was there needing our help right now. Nobody asked him to do this. Nobody asked him to do it. And it became the way for us to open that up, actually, to a lot of other of our workers volunteering. And that was the other thing, right? Like, that's part of the intentional framework of creating a more inspiring environment. If people volunteered, if they found a way within themselves to say, I want to be the one to help, then it's a different way of caring versus when you just have to tell someone, well, sorry, you're being scheduled. So humanizing the workplace is a really popular topic right now. It's, you know, on lots of podcasts and lots of conferences and should be. It's a very important initiative that many are working on, but sometimes I don't know how connected they are to knowing what it means. I want to hear from you how you see inspiration as a leadership practice being a catalyst to humanize the workplace. The work of being human is everybody's work, right? And as a leader, it's even more important for you to really understand your own experience as a human being, to be present to yourself so that you can be present to others. And so in most organizations, we actually don't teach a whole lot about that. And I think we need to begin to do that. I think we need to begin to help people create frameworks allow the dialogue and the conversation in organizations to welcome words that speak to our human experience. And I love that nowadays it's become more acceptable to talk a little bit more about emotions 
and have a place for that in the workplace that doesn't take away at all. In fact, I believe in watching and observing this, it enhances our ability to perform. And, and, and that is what it means to be inspirational. I think when I simplify things for people, I tell them human beings are contextual. So build as much context as possible. If they understand what they're doing, who it's for and why, and if you as a leader understand this human being that's showing up to be led by you fully and create context for your relationship with them and their relationship to the organization, then it can be a much more alive environment for working. And it really, what resonated with me was some research that the Imperative Group did that showed how such a low number of people were fulfilled in the workplace, like in the single digit percent were fulfilled in the workplace and how that results in dysfunctionality in everyone's health and in how people relate to each other and their communities. So I sort of joined (laughs) that movement towards finding a way to create a more fulfilling work environment because we all deserve it. Absolutely. And as you were sharing, I was thinking of an example of a time that I had a leader in my life that opened up about being lonely. I don't know if it was lonely, but it was feeling isolated in the challenges of work. She was my boss. And I remember her opening up to me. I this was I was probably in my mid-20s. And I just remember walking away from that interaction inspired about her being a real person. And it just really like touched me and I and I just it's always stuck with me. And I just wondered if anything came to mind to you in your leadership journey of you know, a time that you were inspired by a leader of yours that was just real. And it was like, wow, I just connected with them on a whole nother level. And now I feel like I can be real. I've had many really, but what does come to mind is it's really more, you know, around how my previous boss, he had retired from satellite I was going through a really, really rough time. I was going through a divorce at that time. And, you know, I didn't even really tell anyone at work. And at some point I had to tell him because, you know, I needed to go to court or some, something of that nature. And when I, um, shared this with him, he was just showed up such a compassionate person and it surprised me actually. And he, he kind of related to me in a very human way and even shared some of his own experiences around the challenges of that and the challenges of dealing with personal matters while also dealing with, with work. And I thought we were going to end up talking about, okay, how are we going to, if you're going to need certain time off and all of that, how are we going to handle it, et cetera. And he just really talked to me in a caring way. So that was when I was inspired to be that kind of leader also, where I can really 
show up to, you know, what the person needs at that moment. And I felt like he knew what I needed. And, and I use this example because it's, it's recent, but I've had many of those situations in, in my past where people just knew how to show up for me or us themselves, because sometimes it's also, they need something from you. They need you to be there also as a human being to listen to them, like what happened to you and, and your boss. So it is very, I think inspiration is about that. It's about figuring out how we are ultimately really connected together as human beings. And when you, when you create moments like that, then, then it allows us really to be more creative and more fully alive. I love that we got to wrap up this conversation talking about the flip side of what most people think of inspiration is this high energy, you know, joy, the cartoon character. Can't remember what movie that's from, but that's what I see when I think inspiration, you know, but on the flip side, it's like being authentic and real is so inspiring because both of our stories, I'm sure have then catapulted us to then be that for others. So, you know, on the, on the side of going through challenging times or hearing, you know, someone else's challenging time. So, you know, there's all forms of inspiration and it boils down to being human and being authentic. Thank you so much. This is, I really enjoyed the conversation and your inspirational demeanor is really, truly there. And just thanks for the stories and practices that you shared today. I'm really grateful. And I know our listeners are as well. Uh, we're going to take just a quick break and hear from our sponsor message today. And we'll come back to our lightning round that we do on every show where we get to learn just a little bit more about you. We'll be right back. Attention healthcare leaders. Have you heard of Wambi, our show sponsor? Wambi's holistic real-time recognition and culture transformation solution improves the healthcare experience for patients and staff through the power of gratitude. Its gamified technology delivers real-time feedback from patients and other team members that recognizes, rewards, and motivates optimal care. To learn how Wambi can be an early indicator for predictive changes in HCAPs, check out their recent success story with Upper Chesapeake Health, their case study just released and it's in the show notes. All right, we're back on Gut Plus Science Healthcare with Australia Parker, and we're at the lightning round time. So sometimes these questions are a little challenging because we have to just pick one, and these are all you know the joyful things in our life. But Australia, what is your favorite book of all time or a favorite recent read that you can share with our listeners today? I love 365 Days with Rumi. So I can't say that I've read all 365 poems, but... I love poetry and it's the book that I have on my bedside table. And then how about your favorite hobby when you're not working? Stand up paddling. And then a favorite vacation spot. This was a tough question, but because I don't have one spot, I love going on vacations and my favorite vacations are somehow always tend to be where there's a beach and it's tropical. And then Australia, how can our listeners connect with you after the show today? Well, I think the best way is through LinkedIn and they can find me by searching Estrella Parker. Estrella, thank you so much for your inspiring knowledge and insights shared today on Gut Plus Science Healthcare. Here's my truth you can act on from our conversation. Number one, listening creates meaning. 
do more listening in your interactions and those you talk with will get more of a meaningful experience. Number two, after you listen, appreciate them and show your recognition and then create space for reflection. Let it all soak in. Number three, inspiration starts with you. Leaders have to fill their cup and be inspired to create the ripple effect that helps others get inspired and sustain inspiration. Number four, inspiration is the catalyst for humanizing the workplace. Share vulnerable and authentic stories that inspire people to be more real. With that, we'll see you next time. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.